Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite City Podcast. A lot has happened yet again this week, and I'm here along with my co-host, Mr. Rick. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? You're getting much better at the intro every week. Nice job. Thank you. Thank you I'm, not, I'm not improving at all. <laughs> the same oh, fool I've made every week, but nice job. Thank you. Uh, well, we're getting better at this. There's a lot less ums and ahs and wells and likes. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're, 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 we're getting better at this. Borderline um, professional. Borderline professional. We'll take it. <laughs> we will take it. Um, just as I say there's no ums, I open with a big one. <laughs> another another big week. Uh, kind of looks like maybe AEW starting like chapter two of its uh, existence. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's almost chapter three. Chapter three, you want to go? Okay. Because I feel like you had like the original AEW, and then you had like the post CM Punk AEW. Uh, true, true. And then this, this, and now this feels like another thing. Yeah. Okay. I'll take. It's that. like a mix. They, they, they've like mixed the two. There's a lot of there's a lot of the original AEW people, and it's, it feels more like the old Dynamites a little bit to me. But then you have new you have new guys on it who weren't there before, so it's I, I like how it's going. Yes, yeah. Oh, me too. There's no complaints. I, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I mean, had the biggest pay per view, and let's give much applause to AEW and their fans and our uh, us fans. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people bought Forbidden Door, even though the internet told us we weren't going to. Um, yeah, I was actually not I, w- I don't want to say surprised, but I mean it was a I mean I guess the people who buy a wrestling pay-per-view in in 2022 when they cost, you know, 50 bucks um are more of the hardcore audience. It's not a it's not a casual purchase necessarily. Yeah, especially with the way prices are, like $50 right. is a lot of money at right. any time, but yeah, I agree. But I was I was pleasantly surprised because I knew this was this was more of a niche pay-per-view than like you know all in or something like that um yeah or all out which is a all out sorry all in is the other one um this is a more niche pay-per-view that i thought might be less successful but it wasn't i mean it was on par with their other pay-per-views so good for them yeah great and uh it it shows that people their audience is growing and we're just going to keep getting quality product and that's yeah and i mean by buys wise doesn't really matter as much as it like I don't think there's anyone who watched that pay-per-view who'd be disappointed in it. I mean, we talked about it last week, but it was, it was, no, that I, yeah, that was, <laughs> uh, leading right off orange Cassidy and Ethan page open dynamite this week. Uh, I I'm really liking what they're doing with Ethan page. And I mean, orange Cassidy is just great to begin with. So I thought it was a stellar match. Uh, kudos to both those guys. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I feel like Orange Cassidy's on his way back up the card. He kind of like, I mean, he was injured and then he kind of like was not doing much for a while. But yeah, now, I, plus the Will yeah. Ospreay match, I feel like he's he's going somewhere. Yes, and we saw the return of Chuck Taylor and the best friends, which that was I great. Thought was 
I thought that was cool. And we got a little, um, a little insight into that. Uh, well, I was reading on, um, on Twitter, uh, apparently Chuck Taylor kind of cleared the air because everyone like including us thought he was injured right he was not he was not injured they're just gonna well not there um Trent is gonna split time between tagging with Rocky Romero whenever New Japan is in town and when New Japan is not in town he's gonna go back to Chuck Taylor okay so so that makes sense especially because Forbidden Door was on that that explains why he was yeah okay that makes sense Yes, I, I thought. Hopefully, that, was really that works cool. out well for Chuck Taylor. He's happy about that. He seemed super cool with it. He's, That's he's good. said he had the best seat in the house for all them shows, so he was probably sitting backstage. And I uh, think that's part of the reason why it feels a little bit more like original AEW. I mean, during the pandemic age, um, best friends were a pretty big part of that. Oh yeah, they they were major players in those uh, dailies place shows for sure. So it's it's not, I think that might be why it feels a little bit more like like those older shows because they were fe- they were more heavily featured. I mean, the first half of Dynamite was a lot of you know quote unquote AEW originals, which is nice to yeah. see. Yes, apparently they've all been they've all been buried and forgotten according to right. the internet. But right, right, right. right. But I, I guess that's not the case. <laughs> uh, many kudos to Ethan Page. I felt he deserves more. I, I don't feel that he's misused. But I just want to see him wrestle more. And seeing him get to wrestle with Orange was awesome. Yes. Uh, and I want to see him in a, in a, in a some sort of storyline. All of his yes. storylines have been involving either, you know, America's top team or, or Scorpio Sky. I want him in his own storyline with somebody. That would be good. I, I 100% agree with you. I would really like to see uh, him with anybody, honestly. Just see him in a program and week to week. Right. Uh, I'm I'm personally Dan Lambert slowly winning me over. I think he's <laughs> hilarious. I know you're not supposed to like him, but uh, he, he's he's too funny. My he's... literal only issue with Dan Lambert: two things. One, he gets cheered sometimes when he's not supposed to get cheered. You can tell he's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be a heel, but it's not always working. Um, and I mentioned before, Ethan Page does not need a manager. That's my only I... issue. Dan Lambert could be with someone who can't talk, and it would because Ethan Page can cut his own promos. Uh, yes, totally agree with you. But yeah, he um, was funny. He did a good job. He, he, his self-awareness is so great. And that's what I think is funny about it. Like him knowing that he's just an old school wrestling fan that hates the new product. And then you put that into a character and turn it up to 50. It's just great. It's yeah. Hilarious. And he, he did a great job, like just being a jerk to Orange. Like uh, Orange Cassidy is oh, like yeah. per- his perfect foil because he's ev- he's everything that, that Dan Lambert would <laughs> right. hate in a wrestler. It's, it's good. Yeah. Uh, on that note, Orange Cassidy picked up the win. Uh, it, it's oh boy, you couldn't have Orange Cassidy lose twice, uh, right? But uh, like, it, uh, it's I'm kind of like in the gray area there. I really wanted that would have been a big win for Ethan, but at least he was on the card and wrestling. So right <laughs> now, moving right along, uh, we're gonna let you take the reins on this because <laughs> Shivani had one of the best interviews with christian and uh christian what number one heel in the industry right now yeah and it promo? didn't it, he's <laughs> it didn't take long and i i mean I've, I've mentioned last week i've loved christian for you know 20 years or however that sounds ridiculous but i think it's true um right but he's done 
better with this heel role than I thought he would. And I, I like, I like him. I think he's great, but like, he's done even better than I expected him to do. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I wrote in the notes. I mean, it took two weeks and he took MJF's place. <laughs> like, I hate to say that, but MJF was the biggest heel in the company and it's now Christian in a matter of about eight minutes of TV time. <laughs> what I like about Christian's heel turn is, I mean, he's he's offensive in the same kind of way that MJF MJF was offensive. You know, when MJF would make fun of like Brian Pillman's family or something, like it was right. it was it's a similar sort of heat. Right. But the way Christian does it, it seems like it's more related to the storyline. Yes, it was like all part of the plan. Like, yeah. I, yeah. And the, the line of like, I'm sorry that I I said <laughs> that your dad is dead. What I really meant was, I wish your whole family was dead. <laughs> Oh, it was so good. <laughs> oh. Except for your mom, and then motions to call yeah, me. Yeah, call me. Oh, that yeah. was so great. So good. Uh, and that went right into the squash of all squash matches, poor Serpentico, but Luch- heel Luchasaurus and- versus Serpentico. And that's the first time we saw heel Luchasaurus with the new look, and uh, I think it rules. I love yeah. it. I was wondering where they were, where they would go with him because he seems like kind of a a face character. I mean, he's a he's a lucha, luchador dinosaur, so it seems kind of like a face Correct. character. But they've done. I mean, just in one week, he's his heel character is really cool. Oh, it's super cool. Uh, I I really like what they did with it, and he can. Uh, but what did? Oh, I'm trying to think. Someone compared him to to somebody on the internet. I've heard a lot of Kane, like original Kane comparisons. That's what it was. That's what it was. Just a big, silent, yeah, brute. Yeah, guy and, in a mask who just like comes out and destroys people. And yeah, that that's perfect. Uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, we don't need to talk about that long. I mean, like I think we've talked about it longer than the match. <laughs> this talk <laughs> right. has been longer than the match. But yeah, it was uh, great. Super great. Um, Scorpio Sky and Wardlow promo. A lot of promos. Uh, AEW is doing this. I like it. They're not. Uh, they're they're little setups for the future. Like they're not like, oh, I'm gonna yell at you now, and then we're gonna go fight. Like, right? Uh, it, you know, the Scorpio Sky and Wardlow were setting up next week. I thought it was done really well. And I like even the brief little disclaimer that Tony Giovanni always does. Like, you have both agreed to no physicality, and just yes. to explain why they're not like immediately fighting each other. It's good. Yes, it's very good. Now, I have a little theory on this. They make it a street fight. Uh, American Top Team interferes. That's how Wardlow loses, but it doesn't make him look weak. Like, it will take, oh, it took three UFC guys right. and Scorpio Sky to beat him. That's yeah, I feel opinion. like that makes a lot of sense. Because it, <laughs> it does feel a little too soon for Scorpio Sky to lose the title. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, it, the fact that it's a street fight, yeah, that makes sense that they could... They could have all kinds of shenanigans there. And Wardlow could look really tough, like beating up four guys before like the fifth right. guy takes them. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I Again, he did just what... beat 20 security guards. So that is true. It's, it's gonna take true. a little bit. <laughs> uh Wardlow is just on a path right now. And I I I bet you within one year he gets a belt. Like he's he's on pace for a, a belt. That's all I'm gonna say. Like I, I think he takes the TNT belt. title like in a couple months. 
couple months. I don't think it'll be, I okay. don't think it'll be right now. I think he'll Scorpio Sky will will beat him, and then they'll du- then they'll duck him for a while, and they'll do. But I bet I think he'll take it sooner rather than later. Okay, maybe at the uh, um, uh, what's uh, what's September's pay per view? Yeah, maybe at that uh, all out or or they could do yeah, it at all uh, out. Or they could do it at the the Grand Slam show, or or Grand Slam. Yeah, there's definitely options. Uh, but okay, you, Grand Slam. Like Grand Slam would remind me of Goldberg beating Hogan in the Georgia Dome, which reminded me of Warrior beating Hogan in Sky Dome. Oh, just be like be... a you know a big guy finally overcoming the other guy, and it's in front of a huge crowd. And I think it could be a big thing. I don't know if it'll happen, but I think it'd be cool. That'd be super cool. That. I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. Uh, Platinum Max and the Ass Boys versus Danhausen and his mystery partners, which I, I thought I, have an FTR tag with him for FTR Housen. <laughs> Amazing. It was so fun. It proves that those guys have a sense of humor and it's not all quote-unquote business all the time in the they're room. not just professional wrestlers they're not just professional wrestlers uh they got the it's kind of it kind of seems like they can do anything like they're they are they can be funny they can do comedy they can do they can be heels they can be faces like they're on yeah. a they're on an incredible run they are uh you know i said last week is anybody on a better run than the bucks and you're like well maybe fdr and i think yeah. you're right definitely think you're right um we saw bowens come back um i've was really surprised at that. Uh, they, they really played that well. Like I thought his injury was definitely way more serious than it was. I mean, right. Was I don't know what it was, but because he was in a wheelchair every week, I assumed it was severe. Yeah. Same here. Like I, I, I don't know if I read something or maybe he mentioned it somewhere, but I thought it was his knee. So, you know, I figured, Oh, it's not just going to be three weeks. <laughs> uh, but then there was some, uh, little little dissension uh between the acclaimed and the ass boys and billy gunn he, he made the choice of a lifetime i mean everybody does love the acclaimed and apparently so does <laughs> billy gunn over his own kids yeah. because he pushed he pushed austin yeah he pushed yeah i think austin. he pushed austin yeah and, that was uh, funny that was very funny I think I even texted you. I hope he turns on his sons. And I'm only two minutes later. I, he did. I thought that was great. I'm only slightly sad because I love this teaming of the oh, acclaimed yeah. and the. I think it's hilarious. Oh, it's and, so hilarious. And I kind of don't want them to break up because they're funny. <laughs> but if Billy's gonna go with the acclaimed and they can still do like the scissor me daddy ass thing, then I'm fine with it. Oh, yeah. Because that's so dumb, but I laugh every single. It's it's so dumb every time I laugh. But every too. single time I laugh, even though I know it's coming and it's really stupid, but I laugh every single time. Uh, I was listening to uh, Sean Ross Sapp after Dynamite, um, and someone was saying like, "Oh, that was stupid that uh, Billy chose them." chose the acclaimed over his own sons blah 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 and uh sean rossap brought up a very good point he said that like if it wasn't for danhausen like <laughs> they wouldn't even be on tv 
So right. they owe Danhausen making a Twitter joke at that. Right. Like he wasn't even signed with AEW and started calling them the ass boys. And, and he's kind of he's kind of been fed up at his sons for a while, so it makes sense. I mean, he's yeah. kind of been annoyed at them for a while, so it fits. And of course, and of course, like every parent gets annoyed by their kids, especially right. at, at the ages that in their twenties, that would right. probably be hell. Um, but I thought it was a solid match. Uh, it it served its purpose for what it was. It got Bowens back, and it got a little dissension between the acclaimed and the ass boys, but. The next segment was very interesting to me, and I want your opinion on it. Two weeks in a row, we have Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt cut a promo challenging Samoa Joe. And Joe still hasn't responded, and it's bothering me. Yeah, it's a little surprising. Um, yeah, like, it's... Ah, it's, I'm... I'm I'm not sure what maybe they're going with like they keep mentioning him and then when he finally does show up it's going to be a big deal I guess that's what they're going but it's a little it's a little I guess they're also trying to stretch it out to the ROH pay-per-view right I I I totally get that but I I I need some banner from Joe Joe's too good of a talker yeah yeah it's obviously there's a reason for it but i i just hope it keeps going on i hope they give him a segment every week and satnam singh is like pretty decent in these i was very surprised like he's better than i thought he would be he's like he's not a super he's not like the rock in promos but like he's he's good he's good decent (laughs) enough well like we said when he when he had his first match when you see a guy that big the first unfortunate person you think of is giant gonzalez right and you're like ah he doesn't seem to be giant gonzalez or even the great Kali. he seems to be a step ahead of them so yeah and uh, a little off track funny story here my my buddy jeff uh his ex-wife is really close with natalie slater who is best friends with cm punk like she was in the punk dvd and okay like yeah, they grew up together. And we were watching a uh, pay-per-view at his house, I don't know, maybe like 10 or so years ago. <laughs> and Natalie is also a like very, very good baker. And she would always make cupcakes for the wrestlers when they were in Chicago. So they were there, and there was a picture of her, and the great Kali had like, five of the cupcakes in his hand <laughs> and they looked like little baby ones and they were like real like normal size cupcakes right and he had this smile on his face and she was like <laughs> she just responded with he's eaten like 20 <laughs> <laughs> and we were all cracking up because the collie loved cupcakes from what i can tell he's like a really good guy from everything i've oh, heard yeah. about him um, he's ter- not a great wrestler, but like from what I can tell, he's like he's a good guy. That's when I know when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame, and people are like, "What's going on? Why is he in the Hall of Fame?" And everyone's like, "Well, he's just likable. Like everyone likes him." Yeah, and he, I mean, he did his job there, no matter what they had right. him do. The guy did it right. And moving right along, um, which I this match surprised me, but then it turned it around. We had Jade Cargill versus Le- Layla Gray. Uh, Jade is getting better by the minute, and she's putting the whole women's division on uh, warning here. Yeah, she's getting to the point where she feels like she's like a level above everyone now. She's like 
she's obviously yes. not the, the greatest wrestler in the division. Everyone knows that. Right. But she's she's more than more than average at wrestling. And just her, yes. her whole thing, her whole presence, she's like she's she looks like a superstar when she comes out. Like she's her whole matches are are big deal, even when it's facing someone who no one really knows who they are. Like it's still a it's still a big deal. A, a very big deal. And even though she's a heel, the crowd is behind her. Right. And up to 34 and 0, uh, just want your opinion. How far along do they let this go? I don't know. I mean, because it seems like Athena or Chris Dantlanders, one of them's gonna gonna beat her. I agree. feels like that's gonna happen. Um, but I don't know if they're gonna beat her anytime soon, or if they're gonna do like a series of you know tag matches and three way matches and things like that to get her, you know, to forty. You know, maybe they'll go to forty. You know, just because it sounds good. And yeah, and then yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Or should they are they gonna try to get to fifty? I have no idea. Well, that's what I was just gonna say. When you're at that, it's like well, we gave her forty. 50 is only 10 more away. Oh, well, right. we're at 60. Well, oh, like it's, it's a very, right. uh, it's interesting the way they're doing it though. And when they first started to mention the streak, I was like, ah, oh, that's going to be dumb, but I'm all about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, basic squash match. I felt bad for Layla Gray because she's a very good wrestler. Uh, but this is where it got turned around. Stokely comes. Well, he was already down there. Sorry. Stokely gets in the ring with the mic. And he calls Athena and Chris Statlander lazy because Jade issued an open challenge and a person that doesn't even work for the company, quote unquote, um, <laughs> answered the challenge. So I also course, like that they explained that, but why she was in the match. Like I like, that. yeah, thought it's a little thing, but cool. it matters. Yeah. Oh, it definitely matters. Um, so of course, Athena and Chris come running down and just as Layla Gray is walking up the ramp, it's a little bit off camera, you see, but Stokely kind of whispers in her ear, and she turns around, jumps in, and starts fighting for Jade. So Jade didn't seem all about it at first, but do you think she's a new baddie or a temporary baddie to take over for um, uh, Red Velvet? Up girl, Red Velvet. Start up, girl. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if if they're gonna do like Stokely wants her to be the new baddie, but Jade's not into it, and maybe they'll like make her have to prove herself, or I don't know. know. <laughs> kind of like Wheeler Yuta and the yeah, Black it is a storyline they've already done recently, but they could do it again. But it makes sense. I mean, right? Like, not not to be a downer here, but I mean, gangs have initiations, and right. basically, that's what stables are in wrestling, right? So, uh, now, now we have something here solid to talk about for the next 20 minutes. We had the main event, which was blood and guts. Yeah. I just want to say, I really like, I, it feels like they did this on purpose. The first half of dynamite was like much lighter than dynamite usually is. Yes. Like it had Danhausen on it and the ass boys and it had orange Cassidy. And like, it was like, I mean, there was still some, some, serious stuff but it seemed like it was very light and i wonder if they did that on purpose to like contract contrast that with blood and guts which was like the opposite of light and fun and happy i think you're 100 right uh before we get into this super kudos to the production team for keeping that crash pad and that table out of the shot the entire night 
yeah. until Sammy went through that table. And even uh, even the like the second ring, they did a good job. Like in the other matches, I mean, you knew the other ring was there, but they didn't really like they shot it from a way that you could forget that there was a second ring. Yeah, and that was a neat little angle. I liked that. Yeah. Like, it was different because the camera had to be placed to a not see the crash pad where Sammy was going to fall. Right. And B, like you said, to keep uh, the other ring out of it. I. I thought it was done really well. The production on this one, I know the last time they were in, they were in Daly's place for the first one. Um, yes. And I feel like the production on this, even that the flow of the match and how they, I mean, these guys are clearly more experienced than the people who were in the first one for right. the most part. And it was the first time they did the match. Uh, but the overall like production of the match, the timing, the the way they did it, like it felt a lot better. Like it was better. The match itself was better, but just the yeah. whole, everything around it was better. Oh, and, and- like you said, like everybody understood it, including the fans. Like we already saw it once. So like the right. guys got it. They were, were able to plan it out a little better. Now, unfortunately, it really looks like uh, Santana was very injured. Yeah. Uh, that looked bad. Anything. <laughs> I mean, it looked bad only because like he did absolutely nothing after he got hurt. Like, I think he threw like one little punch on the ground and like, he wasn't even like trying to be involved in the and, match like it was like so serious that they just kind of forgot about it and that's where i'm gonna you know talk on AEW for a second they needed to get the doctor in there like i don't care if that guy aka uh santana um i don't care if he was saying no 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 like i mean i don't know if he had a broken leg blown out knee what a, but like if he had a broken leg like he laid there for what 30 minutes like, yeah you could really get hurt yeah or like or if you like if you try if you tried to stand and hurt yeah yeah like no open the open the thing get doc samson in there get yeah. him at least to, at least to the floor at least out of the ring yeah yeah like the poor guy laid there for a majority of the match i don't know if anyone was talking to him while he was there like if he had a doctor like on the outside of the cage but yeah, they I should have had someone to, come in. Yeah, I, I kept trying to pay attention. Look, I even watched the match a second time. Right after it happens, uh, Claudio and Eddie run to the cage. Or not Claudio. Right. Um, Mox and Eddie run to the cage. And obviously he was like, hey, I'm hurt. Right. But then he just rolled, just rolled out of the ring and yeah. rolled to the cage. Like I felt so bad for the guy. And I mean, they could have done it. I mean, it would have played up the match more. I mean, he could have got hurt and they had to carry him out. And then it could have been, you know, this is so dangerous. This guy got injured. He had to be removed yeah. from the match. And now they're down a man. What does that mean? Like it could have been yes. a whole, they could have yeah. played it. They could have played it into a story. I, I, I agreed. Um, Cause it was obvious he was hurt. I mean, he did nothing. Yeah, I mean, he came in, he threw a couple punches, and then he either hurt his leg or his knee when he did that backbreaker. I mean, yeah, it it just and I haven't heard anything, so no. it must not be good. No. <laughs> um, again, going back to the production, <laughs> the one ring, which would have been on the Jericho Appreciation Society side, was full of glass, thumbtacks, <laughs> tables. And the other ring, one second it was a ring, and the next second it cuts back, and there's no canvas. No yeah, they did. Just... They didn't even really show it. They just kind of showed like, yeah, now it's ripped apart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I 
again, just my observation. When I watched the match through the second time, I think there were a lot more plans for the ring with no mat or canvas that probably involved Santana and Ortiz because they kind of just took that apart and nothing really happened with it. Right. Or they had to do something, but they couldn't because, you know, if Santana was late, he was in that, on the side of that ring, like maybe they'd play Oh, that's true. Like totally take the canvas. Like take the whole ring apart or something, but he was there, so they couldn't. Yeah. Uh, But with uh what was who was it It wasn't um angelo parker one second he was in the ring and then the next second he was hanging out yeah (laughs) like i i missed what happened i don't know how we got out of the cage i don't think anyone knows how he got out of the cage he must have he must have crawled through like the steel support thing in the middle there he had to, but I, but I don't know. I don't know how he got out there. Yeah, that was odd. Yeah, <laughs> he's just hanging upside down. <laughs> yeah, for no reason. It's just like that's the thing with these matches. It, like, obviously, you're gonna miss things, right? But like something like that, it's just funny to the like to a fan like us. Like, we're gonna make jokes about it because. If, unless you're there, you didn't see it. Like, the camera's <laughs> over here, then it cuts back, and it's just... And they didn't, like, have a replay of it or anything. They just, like, no, oh, he's outside nope. the cage now. <laughs> yeah. And that got... As soon as everybody got outside, uh, that led to, of course, people climbing the cage. Which, of course. Of course. I also just want to say I really like how I think it was Mox's job to, like, blade everyone. Yeah. <laughs> because... <laughs> he did it to everyone. Like, I think especially like 2.0 and Danny Garcia, like they probably have less experience with that sort of thing. So I feel like his whole job was like, just go around and like blade everyone just (laughs) because they could trust him to do it. Uh, Yeah. Cause he went over, he's like, I'm going to hit him with a fork in the face. And then I'm going to hit him with like some sticks or whatever they were. The, Oh, those did not go over well. Did you ever see anybody use those before? No. I, they that's an old CZW thing. Okay, my buddy, they're actual like um, skewers for like kebabs, right? And what the guys would do is like Mox did, grab like a handful of them and then just pop them into like your the person's forehead, right? And nine times out of ten they would stick, right? But when Mox did it, they broke, so. <laughs> I think it was in Garcia's head. Garcia had to have splinters in his head. Yeah. Because that meant every one of those tips broke off. Right. Stick. <laughs> uh, but go, going up, Sammy goes up, and of course, Eddie follows him. And it wasn't a minute later, and he tosses him off and then laughs while he's in the air. Yeah, the it laughing was, was so good. It was so good. <laughs> Because that's Eddie Kingston in a nutshell. Like, yeah, he doesn't care. It was, <laughs> it was. I want to say what freaked me out the most on top of the cage was the giant swing. Oh, that was that was on that was on Jericho, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Claudio I was terrified. Like, I was legitimately I, terrified. I won't lie. Like, I had to like kind of slightly look away because I'm like, I knew he, he could get dizzy. He could let him go. Like, he could slip. Like, it's entirely <laughs> possible. Yeah, like you're full of baby oil and sweat, like right. Yeah, and it's like 45 minutes into a match. Like Claudio was there since the beginning. Yes, like... uh, but that was hey, scary. It, it was very scary. Uh, 
that led to, I mean, just pandemonium. Like (laughs) there were still some of the other guys just laying in the ring as the guys on top were going at it. And I was like, oh, okay, like, obviously those guys are resting. They're, like, more people are going to come up. But no, only <laughs> only uh, Jericho, Matt Menard, Claudio, and um, Eddie Kingston were the only ones that made it top. The other guys just kind of laid low after Sammy went off the top. You could uh, tell that even at the end when the match was over that Mox didn't want to be up there. <laughs> yeah. Just the way he went up, he climbed up like really slow and then kind of stood there like, all right, I know like this is our thing. I'm supposed to stand here at the end, but he didn't really move. He just kind of stood there in one spot like, okay, yay. That thing is high. Yeah. So I like, I'm not a, I'm not scared of heights per se, but I wouldn't want to wrestle on top of that. Thing. No, of course not. <laughs> I mean, it seemed like they, they reinforced it more than like the old, I don't know what the modern Hell in a Cell looks like, but like the old, like, you know, Mankind oh, yeah, like- Hell in a Cell. Like yeah, that was that was barely a cage. Like yeah, it was that was held just, together with zip ties, and uh, it was just like a little bit of chain link. Yeah, yeah. So at yeah, least this at least this had, this one looks like yeah. it had some like steel reinforcements. Like it was designed to have people on top of it. Yes, and uh, Claudio keeps using the sharpshooter. That's two two matches in a row. I hope that's his finisher. Yeah, right. I like it. I mean, he started doing it because he was. Um, Tyson Kidd's partner. Oh, so he was doing it. In w- I didn't realize he did it in WWE. Yeah, he, did, awesome. he, he didn't do it as regularly. It was like an occasional thing. Um, oh, but okay. t- it was Tyson Kidd's finisher. And then Tyson Kidd like broke his neck or something. and couldn't. He's, he's retired now. Um, oh, that's right. So he started doing it occasionally as like a tribute. Okay. But he didn't do it as regularly as he did. Like it wasn't his finisher. It was an occasional okay. thing. Well, at least somebody in AEW can finally apply one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they went through a couple. Yeah. Weeks what was the it night? That was it? What is it? Was it a pay per view? And everyone was doing sharpshooters. They were all really bad. It was with double or nothing, wasn't it? I think so. <laughs> but and yeah, just, every it was just like there was like three, three or four t- terrible sharpshooters. I remember texting you, being like, "They need Bret Hart to like just come yeah. here and yeah, explain just... to people how this, how to do this move." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, just like an hour of yeah. Bret time. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, as you said earlier, I thought this match was total insanity on the best level possible. I yeah. thought it was done really well. Thought it was planned out really well too. Yeah, especially uh, even with the even with the Santana injury, which obviously affected things. It was still yes, it still yeah. seemed good. It still seemed like there was, there was, it wasn't just, I mean, there was a lot of insane spots and crazy violence, but there was also like, there was a story going through it. There was a narrative. It was good. Yeah. Now, do you think this, just your opinion, uh, do you think Blood and Guts will always follow Forbidden Door? Like, do you think it will be there? Uh, yeah, I don't, like, I don't love the placing like reset- of it. I don't love oh, the placing okay. of it because it seems a little too close to Forbidden Door. Like it was hard. Like they seemed like they were kind of hyping up Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts at the same time at some at some points. Yeah, that's that's true. But it does make sense if you think it's going to be like a reset. Like this ends a bunch of stories and then they yeah move on to All Out. Like it makes sense. And again, one of these weeks we're going to have news on this. But again, once Ring of Honor has television, right? <laughs> like Blood and Guts doesn't necessarily have to be an AEW thing. 
Right. You know, they could have Blood and Guts and Ring of Honor. They could have AEW first Ring of Honor. Right. Like, I, there, there's a lot they could do with it. So. But, and I really like the I really like the ending of this match. Just when I, when it first happened, you know, I was totally into the match, like not as a you know yes. nerd nerd analyzing wrestling type <laughs> match, but like I was just like watching it because it was enjoyable. Um, and my first thought was like, oh man, Eddie didn't win. And my yeah. first thought, I was just like, I was upset that like I wanted to see Eddie like you know destroy Jericho, like that's what everybody wanted. And I was a little like my initial response to the match was, oh, Eddie should have won that. That's too bad. But right. then I realized, like, no, that's what that's good. That's what they're going for. Yes. Yeah. They wanted yeah. everybody watching that to be like, ah, they want you to all feel for Eddie Kingston that he didn't get. And Eddie Kingston was trying. I mean, yeah, the the storyline, the way it worked where like him and Claudio had a problem with one another. But then when Eddie was was out on top of the cage by himself, you know, Claudio came up and saved him. Yes. So that, you know, got him and Eddie Kingston good books. But then he won the match and Eddie was kind of happy to win the match, but you know, kind of not. And it was, it was good. I mean, it's a, it's a level that you don't usually see from like pro wrestling. I, I agree. I, I, I thought they handled that really well and it's planted the seeds. Like it's going to happen. You're going to get Claudio versus Eddie. Eventually. Yeah. I wonder if you, I wonder if you get Claudio versus Eddie first or if uh, Eddie has to have a, another match with Jericho where he just ruins it. You think? I think so. I think Jericho's he has to have two now. I mean, I think he has to have like a one-on-one match where like Eddie just destroys him because that's what everybody wants to see. Oh, that would make sense. Maybe Jericho, like, like right before Fozzy goes out on a tour or something. Yeah, maybe he'll, he'll, he he'll mock him for a few months. He'll mock him, being like, "Oh, you know, you still did. Yeah, you want your team win the match, but you couldn't beat. I couldn't. I didn't submit. You didn't beat me. And then right. it'll be." Uh, one more thing because i feel like that's in eddie's whole i want to taste your blood thing like he didn't really get yeah. to do that i think like i mean they could just yeah. move on and go into a claudio eddie thing and that's <clears> fine <throat> and it, it'll be a good story but i kind of want to see him just like you know set your i thought he was going to set jericho on fire <laughs> I, I i agree i thought when they were passing around the uh rubbing alcohol to be yeah <laughs> i really thought someone was getting lit up that's a really weird thing to say, but I, I want it. Like, he should set him on fire. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> he really wants to. And I, want to I, want, I, want him to I want him to achieve that for himself. He's a fellow Canadian. You can't say that's it. illegal. <laughs> <laughs> no, when uh, he was a heel, at least in WWE, when he was a... No, opposite, sorry. When he was a heel, he would be introduced as being from Winnipeg. When he was a face, he said he was from New York. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. So maybe maybe it's it's opposite in Canada. Like if he's going to be a heel in Canada, he's going to say he's from New York. Oh, that would make sense. And uh, I think technically he was born in New York. Yeah, because his dad was a ranger, correct? Yeah, his dad is Canadian from Winnipeg, but he was born in New York, but then like grew up in Winnipeg. Gotcha. Wonder if like wonder if he ever played hockey. He had to play hockey. I mean, I'm sure he did. Dad... He grew up in Winnipeg. What else are you going to do? Well, and his dad was an NHL player, so right. Yeah, I feel like, like if you're in Winnipeg and your dad's in the NHL, like they they just put skates on you. <laughs> they just tell you you have you have no choice. <laughs> Wait, aren't all Canadians born with skates on anyway? Yeah, they it's like by law. If you don't know how to skate, you're like you're sent away. Yeah, <laughs> they send you to America. Yeah. <laughs> they make yeah, we, they make we, you live they make you live in Florida or something. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, yeah you uh, you come and you you run and play hockey here. <laughs> uh 
all in all, I thought it was a great show. I thought yeah. it was a great, great match, great dynamite. And there was a lot of setup for this week for dynamite. Um, yeah. And this, this week sounds in insane, which we'll, uh, like, we'll probably talk about at the end, but like title matches yeah. all over the place. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it, you know, going right after blood and guts, uh, they taped rampage, which I, I, I like that rampage is taped, but speaking firsthand from going to uh, dynamite, couple months back it is a marathon <laughs> yeah do they, do they do they do like dark and elevation then too or is that not then uh well they do you get a full dark so that can range from did they just decide how many matches they're doing so when i was there i think dark was like 45 50 minutes right and then you have a two hour uh live dynamite and then uh, Rampage is over an hour, but they edit it down. Like right. there were things that I saw that you didn't see because they'll cut out uh, to go to commercial, and like they don't cut out major things, obviously. But yeah, but you like, can the tell they cut down matches. Longer. You can tell they yeah, cut down matches yeah. sometimes because they they don't do the picture in picture. Yes, and whenever whenever it's the middle of a match and they don't do picture in picture, I assume it's an edit. Well, to to be perfectly honest with you, I got. The doors open at six. I was in the arena at six. I was quarter to twelve when yeah. I was walking to my car. Yeah, that's a long show. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth the money because it's cheaper than going to Raw. Like right. Raw is like double the price, and you only get Raw. Well, you get a couple right. dark matches, but I like I. I wish. <laughs> They would either make Rampage live and then give those people like a special just dark matches. Right. Like, because you can't have people in an arena for an hour. Right. <laughs> That's my They're not going to all go there for a one hour show. Yeah. Because what I'm going to talk about, or what we'll talk about at the end, unfortunately, by the time that main event rolled around, if you looked at the crowd, there was about half of them were gone. Yeah, and like I think especially people... when it's uh, a big match like Blood and Guts. Oh yeah, I mean it's something. I mean that's what you're there for, right? So like, it's, right? You might like I could see some people leaving after that. Like that's the match you came to see, and it was good, and you're tired, and it's already like you know ten thirty or whatever. So you're gonna yeah. go home. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I I know they can't do it, so they either have to make Rampage two hours and do two live shows. I understand that's expensive and. <laughs> But like it's just it, it's too much for the people. Uh, yeah, being the there. crowd, I can see getting getting worn out by that. Oh, I, I couldn't move by the time my, <laughs> I had no voice. I had like my arms hurt from cheering and yelling. It was it's it's a it's a marathon. Unless but, they cut rampage, like the cut the wrestling time, because rampage seems to always just be like match, 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 like one right after another. Yeah, if they could cut the wrestling time down now, you know, do two 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 longer matches or three matches and fill the rest with segments that you don't have to do in the arena. No, that would, that would work. Yeah. Like do like pre tapes for TV yeah. and then just have like, yeah, yeah, that would be perfect. Have like two 20 minute matches. Right. And then, and then show, show something like the kind of stuff that they show on like the road two shows. That would be awesome. Yeah, oh, man. I, I just, that, I, I, I just, awesome. I just keep pushing for the road two shows to be on TV because they're so good. 
So anytime uh, I have an opportunity to talk about them, I'm like, they should air this stuff on television. <laughs> they but, should. Uh, but I'm going but, off topic now. Yeah. Hey, hey it's all right. Uh, we had <laughs> the Royal Rampage, uh, which I thought was a very cool concept. It was uh, two rings, 10 guys in each ring that they came down in. Was it two minute or one minute intervals? I wrote it, down two minutes, but I, I couldn't remember. It seemed like it was one minute because it seemed faster okay. than two minutes, but I don't remember. Okay. Well, I couldn't either, so I said two. <laughs> and each ring was like color color coded as in you were either in the red ring or the blue ring, but they didn't they weren't different colors. Right. <laughs> so it's uh and then uh you weren't allowed to go into the other ring like you couldn't be thrown over the top rope and land in the other ring and still be in it if that makes sense i wonder what would have happened if someone did that <laughs> i know i mean it's uh, it, obviously they didn't because that's what they're not what they wanted them to do but like why wouldn't anyone throw someone in the other ring well what was funny i was on twitter after the show and someone brought up the point after um brody king threw darby from one ring through the middle rope into the other one if brody was just a little bit taller and he was a guy that stepped over the top rope like, right with that what if he yeah, was that, like yeah would he have eliminated himself would that be the end of it that's true i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah like what w- what would have happened i mean they never really explained what happened if he went over the ropes to the other ring right um but that Everybody and their mother was in this match, and I, I didn't write them down because I was into this match. That was um, good. I hope they, if they're going to so keep doing, if they're going to keep doing Rampage after Dynamite, which I think they probably will. Yeah, that's uh, right. this this should always follow blood and guts because they already have the two rings. They need something to do with them. And I bet you it will because I feel like this could be a thing they do every sense. year. Yeah, I like it. I was also really waiting because you know how everyone get rags on JR for saying people's WWE names over there. Yeah. The AEW. Yeah. I was really waiting for him to say Royal Rumble. Uh, <laughs> I was sure he, maybe it's a tape show. Maybe that's why they put him on the tape show because they were sure he was yeah. going to say Royal Rumble. But I was waiting for him to say it. That, that's a great point. That's, <laughs> that's funny. He, he was on a roll. He must have too many white claws on dynamite he was calling people yeah and he the, the called, pe- he called ruby soho ruby riot i don't even Claudio care about that Cesar- no because i not. i mean i get it i do it too like i'll talk about daniel yeah. bryan instead of like I'll, he's been he was daniel bryan for 10 years he was claudio you know he was cesaro for 10 years yeah and especially he was in the company that jr worked for exactly for jr was there for like 25 years yeah so i mean it makes sense like i don't yeah i don't blame him i've called daniel bryan daniel bryan when i was referring to him like in recent terms i i i've done it too i mean everybody does especially him because his name is so easy it's the same it's the same name it's just opposite yes (laughs) uh now going back to where uh brody king and darby were the final two and darby was my pick to win so i was like stoked for a minute but brody king won i did not expect that very cool and the elimination was really cool. The way he kind of just hung him out of the ring and then dropped Unbelievable. Him. Like, literally held him by his throat. Or yeah. by his neck, like in a chokehold. Um, Bro- Brody goes on to face Mox this Wednesday for the interim title. 
Um, that's going to be a very interesting, violent match. Uh, Brody is a he's a well, he's a bigger version of John Moxley. They're literally just going to beat each other up, and yeah. I cannot wait. Yeah, no one expects Brody King to, to win this, obviously. Um, yeah. But I'm pretty sure no matter who won this this match, I mean, no one expects Mox to lose his first match with the interim title. Like, he's not going to lose. So why not give him someone that he hasn't wrestled before and that you don't expect to see? It'll be a yeah. good match. It'll, yeah, it'll be a fantastic match. And it, it could I'm, lead to a, a House of Black, Black Bull Combat Club thing, which I'm all for. I'm all about that. Just the promos in general will be yeah, it would be great. Unreal. Um, I saw someone uh, I forget where I saw them on Twitter or Reddit or something suggest that Brody King loses and Malachi is disappointed in him. So then, like he steps up, being like, "No, watch, I can do it." And then he goes oh, after Boxley. Oh, I feel like that would be cool. That would be so cool. Ah, well, um, the next segment of the night we had Hook. And I still have no idea what the hell he said to Alex <laughs> Marvez. Said, I'm dead serious. I thought I understood it when he said it, but then you texted me to be like, what did he say? And like, I couldn't repeat what he, like, I didn't remember. <laughs> like, it, it was something I, well, I don't remember. It was, all, I'm sure all, it was, I'm sure it was very profound. Yes. And all I got out of it at the end, he said, Marvez, and then walked away. <laughs> That's the only thing I got out of it. And this they, is why Hook doesn't talk. Yes, or they need a better directional mic, right? Like to put it like in his mouth. Right. <laughs> like, uh, I thought it was a cool segment. Um, apparently, it's going to move. Oh, apparently, whatever Hook said, I don't know what he said. Uh, <laughs> it's going to move some sort of storyline forward. Uh, but we need Hookhausen back. I'm I'm going to die on that hill. Yeah, I was a little surprised, and, and I know that there was some rumors about some wrestlers having COVID, and that's why they weren't at the show. Yeah. Um, so maybe they taped this hook thing another time, and he, he wasn't there for whatever reason. I was no, surprised when true. I was surprised that when Dan Housen had mystery partners, it didn't involve hook at all. I know. Like, I, I definitely thought it would have been, like, how cool would it have been if it was, like, hook and like will hobbs from like team taz yeah <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah he does he doesn't know that like they're not really a thing anymore <laughs> and it's right. like, no you guys you guys are a team right and they're like no we haven't talked in weeks <laughs> <laughs> yeah he kind of does his own thing now <laughs> yeah <laughs> um going moving right along bucks the young bucks versus hiroki go to goto sorry and Yoshihashi. Uh, different type match for the Bucks. It was a slow-paced, hard-hitting match. I, I was surprised to see the Bucks do this. But I liked it. Yeah, no, I liked it. The Bucks are impressing me. I mean, I, I think I've mentioned a lot of times that early AEW and pre-AEW, my feeling on the Young Bucks was it's a lot of flippy stage stuff that looks a little too pre 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 rehearsed. Yeah. But they seem like they're, I don't want to say they're getting better because they're obviously a very experienced tag team, but they're adapting to more styles now where they're making it seem more realistic. I, I like what they're doing. Yeah. And, um, Oh, what, right. Real quick, because I made a note and I didn't going back to the Royal rampage match. It looks like we're going to get Andrade 
and Rush versus the Lucha Brothers. And oh yeah, I totally forgot that. about that. But yeah, yes. <laughs> Please let that happen. Uh, I just I just want it so like they can quickly have Alex Excalibur explain their entire history in like thirty seconds. <laughs> well, he he'll say it, he'll he'll say it really fast. <laughs> right. He he kind of did in the um in the uh battle royal right and like a, i was a, like oh a 10, sec- a 10 second thing yeah yeah and all of a sudden i cared about it i think i even texted you i was like yeah didn't know who that guy was <laughs> but he apparently came from triple a and they've been fighting with the lucha brothers for years so i'm let's go but anyways sorry um if any match had if you would have said hey which match do you think is going to utilize both rings that's not the um the battle royal i was like right. oh definitely the young bucks match right. they're gonna do something <laughs> insane right and it, they did but it wasn't until the end i was very yeah. surprised but the finish was and cool where he went like jumped off both ropes that was cool it was unreal what he did uh they just keep on rolling uh yeah whenever they have that match with fdr that's going to be huge and it's going to be incredible Yes and yes. Uh, That's obviously what's coming. I mean, they can't have the AEW champions and the every other champion exist and now, not fight each other. Uh, agreed. Now, again, my question for you: uh, Do do we get Bucks FTR at Battle of the Belts, or do you hold that out for the pay per view? It seems like it should be a pay per view because it's such a big match. Yeah, it would make sense to have it on pay per view. But I think I said last week, like. The tagline battle of the belts. I mean, they have all these belts and they're battling. So yes. they could they could throw that in there too. And it would I mean, that would sell the the show. The battle of belts shows haven't been I mean, the knock on them is they're not that big they're not as big of a deal as they could be. Yeah. So having that be basically the they could that could be that could be the only match. I mean it's only an hour show. Um I don't know what they do. What do you think? I, see, I, I'm torn because a, I think all belts have to be on the line too. Like, yeah, definitely. The winner has to have like four, winner has to have four titles at the end. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So, to me, that that would equal pay per view. Yeah. At the same time, going piggybacking off what you said, I think they also need to hype up Battle of the Belts and mm-hmm. give us something special because, yeah. like, I don't want to say they have been lackluster, but I mean, they've been very entertaining, but not that many titles change hands on Battle of the Belts because right. they're holding off for pay-per-views. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. It's like damned if you do, damned if you don't type stuff. So, yeah, um, I, I'm going to go with just to play devil's advocate. I hope they do it at Battle of the Belts just to make Battle of the Belts special. That's yeah, and cool. that would make it. I mean, like I said, they, that could be the only match. They could have one other match. And yeah, that, have it, have the Bucks and FTR go like half an hour or forty minutes, and like they could do that. They could do like a ooh. two out of three falls thing if they wanted to, like go go nuts. Oh, something like that, or even do like a battle of the belts, but make it on dynamite and give it a full two hour. Yeah, you know, like make it a special dynamite. That that would be. Hey, I'm okay with that. Now going, moving on. Uh, we had the main event, uh, Nyla Rose. With Marina Shafir in her corner, which I really like that tag team now, or mm-hmm. friendship, whatever it is, versus Tony Storm. And I'm just going to go off on a little rant here. 
this is where I felt bad for these girls because these ladies put on a hell of a match and they literally beat the hell out of each other. But like I said earlier, like a quarter to half of the crowd left <laughs> and they yeah. did it in front of a full house. Yeah. That's, and it's nobody's fault. Like I said, no, it's, it's nobody's fault. And I meant there. And it's nice that they put them and it's deserving that they put them in the main event. I mean, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, um, I mean, you can kind of say Rampage does this sometime. They do the old Saturday night's main event thing where the, mm-hmm. the, the top match is first and then they kind of go backwards through the card. Yeah. Everybody definitely thought the Battle Royal was going to be the main event. Myself right. Included. So I get that you could say, oh, they, they had them in the, you know, the worst spot on the card, but I mean, it wasn't really, it is the main event of the show. It, it matters. Yeah, so yeah, it's too bad yeah. that they, and I don't blame the crowd either. Cause you're right. It's a, you know, four hour show at that point. So. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's still you get to watch it on TV. And I think that's why a lot of people leave. Right. It's not like it's on live and you're missing it. If you. Yeah. Like if you go home, you're like, okay, I left after this match. So I don't know what's happening next. Like, right. Just watch it. But uh, early on in the match, Marina Shafir kind of teased that she was going to interfere in the match. I thought it was cool because you don't see that. Like they had like her and Tony had like the little stare down. And you're like, oh, okay, right. Tony's going to turn her back and she's going to jump her. Right. She didn't. It, oh, it was done so well. It's planting the seeds for what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Marina Shafir is another person who's getting, I, I don't want to credit all of this to, you know, Brian Danielson or William Regal, even though I know that they're working, they're both working with the, the women's division mm-hmm. because the women themselves are obviously doing the work because they're, they're getting right, better. Right. I mean, they're not magically getting better. They're they're working at it. But Marina Shafir is someone like I don't want to put her on Jade's level because I don't think anyone's really on Jade's level. But she's improving a lot and pretty quickly. I mean, I I, I feel like she doesn't have very much wrestling experience. So no, the she, fact that she doesn't. the fact that she's getting better every week is a good thing. Yeah, and talk about getting better every week. I put this in the notes. I personally think this was by far the best Nyla Rose match ever. At least. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because a lot of Nyla Rose matches are like, it's hard to work with Nyla Rose, especially because I mean, the women's division is different now when, when Nyla Rose was first, you know, the early AEW, everyone was so much smaller than her that she was facing. Right. So it's hard to have a match other than she's big and is going to use power moves. And the other person's going to be fast. Like that was every match she had because yeah, what else, what else are you going to do when she's facing like Riho? Uh, and, uh, and that's not that's not a knock that's not, not a knock on Riho, but it just right. there that's the match you have when you have someone who's Riho size and someone who's Nala Rosa size. You have the the smaller, faster person jump around, and you have the bigger person try to destroy them. That's how that match works. Yeah. <laughs> so it's I mean I'm not saying Tony Storm is you know massive. She's not you know right. the size of of Nala Rose, but she can she can do other moves other than just flip around and get get batted out of the air. Uh, correct and and i'm not trying to make a knock on rio or anyone else it just no no i i totally get what you're saying that's the way I'm, the style I'm of match works you. i mean same yeah. thing if you did you know you know marco stunt versus keith lee, keith lee. I mean, you're not yeah. you're not doing a technical <laughs> match you're gonna have him get thrown around the ring and smashed that's what you're gonna do that's the way the match is gonna work right and <clears throat> to see and again going back these ladies are putting the time in with uh uh Danielson and Regal too. So yeah, everybody's getting better. Yeah, and uh, Tony Storm, clean win. 
I thought I didn't think it was going to be clean win at all. And that no. was, I liked that. I liked and Tony Storm is someone who I didn't really see her in. I, I, I know she was in WWE, but I didn't really watch her wrestle. She's better than I thought she would be. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I knew. I mean, I knew her name. I heard a lot of good stuff about her. Like when she left, it was a big deal. Yes. But I didn't know if it was a big deal just because somebody basically walked out or if it was a big deal because she's actually really good and she's actually really good. What? uh, What guts that that takes? Yeah. The fact that she was just like, I don't want to be here. I'm not going to be here. (laughs) And just like, yeah. Yep. I'm done. Yeah. Send me my check. Um, well, she gets the clean win, and then Marina Shafir <laughs> jumps Tony Storm after the match. And, of course, Thunder Rosa makes the save. We get the stare down, and then we found out we get – and we're, we're staying on brand. We're going to get Tony Rosa <laughs> versus <laughs> Nyla Rosa and Marina Shafir on Dynamite. That's right. Uh, I mean, some people want to call them some weird name of thunderstorm, which doesn't make any yeah. sense to me. I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, um, why would you? Why, why would when you have Tony Rosa box? sitting, you have Tony Rosa sitting right there, <laughs> right? Why there. would you do anything else? <laughs> uh, it's funny. Every time you say that, that it just reminds me of like an '80s NHL fourth liner. Like, oh, Tony <laughs> Rosa, that dude had a hell of a shot, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that's, I don't know. Yeah. The, I play for the Rangers. It <laughs> goes through my head. <laughs> um, it go, this Wednesday card, it's, I mean, we don't even know what it all is yet. And it's right. unbelievable. Yeah, you, are, you already have uh, Mox against uh, Brody King. You already have the street fight with Wardlow and Scorpio Sky. Like, then that's just a regular dynamite. Yeah. That's three matches right there. We usually get what around four or five yeah depends on the show but yeah yeah so i mean we already know three wow what 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 a week and we say that every week but yeah definitely it just it keeps delivering and that's that's the difference this is what people like newer people or or wwe people don't understand this is what wwf used to be like (laughs) right and you we talk about it all the time like you'd go into school and you would talk to your friends about it and like oh my god did you see this da 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 could you believe this happened and you know here we are you know 20 years later uh doing this with a new company and I yeah, and it. I feel like if if you don't if you don't like AEW because you don't like their wrestlers or you don't like you know how the shows are, what that's fine. Like obviously it's mm-hmm. fine. Um, I totally no, nobody likes everything. I'm sure there's people who don't yeah. like pizza. As bizarre as that that's, might be, that's um, weird. <laughs> but you can't say that they're not putting in a solid alternative to WWE. Like it's it's different enough. It's familiar. Like it feels like like something that older fans would know, but it's not, it's not just a retread. It's not the attitude era. It's its own thing. Yeah. It's its um, own thing. Yeah. They're a solid, they're clearly a solid alternative to what wrestling has been for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the, good. It's good to see. And the boundaries that they're breaking, like, you know, they're working with other companies like that's yeah. the, the most unheard of thing. Like ever. 
Yeah, I just, I mean, we don't want to just sit here and gush about it, but I mean, especially Dynamite. Dynamite was an outstanding show. Like, that was just free. Yes, like, was. you could just watch, you could yeah. just watch that for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have and cable, obviously, but yeah. Or the internet. Or the internet. <laughs> I mean, there's, that's right. there's ways, there's ways. That's right. But yeah, great show. Them, great, but yeah, great, great week show. of, great week of AEW. Yeah. And, like and it I... looks like the next one's going to be, I mean, at least Dynamite seems insane. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be off the rails uh and like i said earlier we're recording this a day early because uh tomorrow if you're in the states is the uh 4th of july so um i will be celebrating with family and drinking so i would not be (laughs) i would not be in any i'd be home in time but i would not be in any uh, shape to be talking you'd just be like full of freedom and and opportunity and all those all those and, things and alcohol and, yes <laughs> and i i talk about going off on tangents i'd be like my name is grass again <laughs> like I, i'd be i'd be that guy is he talking <laughs> about like barbecues <laughs> yeah and then fireworks we're blowing stuff up all day uh but yeah it was a fun week it's gonna be a fun week and uh i there's really not much more to talk about. Rick, do you have any closing statements? Do you want to talk about Christian again? Or no, I think I think I've talked about Christian a lot. <laughs> I really not to talk about Christian more, but I really do like that he's getting a chance to do a thing. I really I, like I, it. I agree. It's when you brought it up that uh, you know he was always kind of or not kind of he was always in edge of shadow he was in right. wwf wwf and that wasn't even a shot at, at wwf no. or w i no. mean edge is a star i mean right most people beside edge is going to be not edge right so i right. get it but and i mean christian wasn't going to complain he got to be a millionaire and travel right. the world with his best friend <laughs> like, right but like he's his real life but he's best clear- friend He's clearly showing that he's far from, you know, the Marty Jannetty of the team. He's yes, yes, on it on his own. He's his, and that's what he wanted. I mean, that's why he left WWE whenever he left to go to TNA. Um, See, he I wanted to show. Watch that. Oh. Yeah, I didn't really watch most of it. I saw a little bit of it. Um, a, but the reason he left was because he wanted that. He wanted to show that, like, yes, I'm in a good tag team, and Edge is obviously a good friend, and we're a good team. But I can do my own stuff too. And he's right, and he can. So good for him. Yeah. So, and that's why it's great that AEW exists because you could do yes. that on a, on a level that's equivalent on national television with a right. budget that is equivalent. Like, it's and it works like the own... other way too. I mean, someone like not to not to mention Cody again, but someone like Cody, you know, he was unhappy with the way things were happening for him in AEW, and he wanted to play a certain character and be the top babyface guy, and it wasn't working, and so he could go somewhere else. Because the fans care in AEW, and they knew that's not what they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and he was trying to force it; just wasn't happening. It's odd but, that he forced it, but we'll we'll get into that another day. Yeah, it's another day. Uh, but on that note, we're we're gonna close up shop. Uh, Happy Freedom and Fourth of July to you and everybody else you. who's a, who's and, there in the in the land of freedom and hot dogs. Or that's the hot dog thing tomorrow, right? Where they eat all the hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's that guy's name? He's like the champion of the eaters. Yeah, like, I don't remember his like name. Hundred pounds it makes yeah. sense to me. <laughs> but he they, he eats some ludicrous number of hot dogs. Yeah, and like, like in like minute. five minutes or something. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's horrible. 
Oh, it's so gross, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's America. There you go. Well, enjoy uh, your, your 4th of July. I, I will. Thank you. And uh, happy belated Canada Day, by the Thank way. Thank you. I, th- um, I believe it was also Bret Hart's birthday, which, which should, yes. be as big of, should be as big of a deal as, in Canada as Canada Day. It's on Canada Day, isn't it? I don't know if it's on Canada Day or the next day. Well, his birthday was up. yesterday. Which day I think was it, Canada Day? It's yeah, July 2nd. Canada Day is July 1st. So there you go. Two holidays oh. in a row. T- see? Bret Hart and Canada Day and Bret Hart's, Bret Hart's birthday. All right. So on that note, again, as always, thank you to everybody for listening. Again, another week. More people coming into the community. Um, like, subscribe, follow at Elite City Pod on Twitter. Um, I say this every week. I'm going to get better at logging into that account. Uh, I wrote it down this week. So <laughs> I have all the information that I took it off my phone and put it in my notes. I do but... forget the password every so often, but I, I saved it on my computer now. So it's, it's there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to get on that, but you know, thank you to everybody. Uh, this is fun and we're going to keep doing it and you're growing, you know, come say hi, tell us what to talk about. Tell us what you like or don't like. And we'll go from there. So thank you for listening uh, to another episode of the Elite City Podcast. And this was another week that was AEW. Till next time. Later. <laughs>